Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. All right, so this is me trying to record on Zoom also. We'll see how this works. Okay. Hey, everybody. Okay. Today I'm making a big announcement and I feel like I've been sitting on this for months because I have, and today is the day I finally get to share it with y'all. So get ready. Okay. If you guessed that it was about my career, you guessed correctly. So I've been a physician assistant for almost 20 years. I worked in internal medicine for a few years, but I've been in dermatology for the last 12 years. And my husband would always say, you are just so content. Like you're like a tree planted in this field and you're like content to be there forever. And I thought I was until I wasn't. So about five years ago, well, maybe six years ago, I realized that the place I was working was just toxic, was not getting the help I needed. And I blamed the doctor. I blamed everybody. And finally, I took control of my life and decided, you know what, if you are not happy here and you've tried to change things and they're not changing, then you need to move on. So I made the decision to leave and start working at a different dermatology office. And it was like going through a divorce, y'all. I don't know if anybody's worked at the same place for, I think I'd been there eight years, but it was traumatic for a people pleaser like me to go through this um, period where I I had to leave um, something that I'd known and loved and settle into a new place. But I did. And I counted my blessings every day because this new place was like heaven. I mean, I had the most amazing coworkers and I say had, I still have them (laughs) and a great supervisor and a job that I enjoy. But something happened. I started feeling overwhelmed. I started feeling not content and burnout sneaks up on you. I knew that. I'd written an article about it, but it still, it snuck up on me again. I didn't feel like I could keep going. Um, And then bam, like the pandemic happened. So I'm one of those people who at that moment in my life, I needed a drastic change. So when the schools shut down and my boss offered me a chance to stay home for a few months, I jumped at the chance. I was like, yes. So it was rough trying to be a mom and a teacher and especially to my strong-willed little girl. She's so spicy, but magical things started happening. My creative side woke up. My brain felt like it was like sparkling with new ideas and excitement over things. 
And every morning I would wake up excited and I, I felt this vitality that I hadn't felt in a long time and just a sense of joy and peace. So I started doing new things. I don't really have a technical bone in my body, but I took a, I felt pulled to take a class on designing a website and I did it. And I went on walks every day. I cooked new things. I started writing seriously. I'd always kept a journal, but I really started writing and submitting articles. I joined a writing group. My first um, piece that got published was, ironically, about burnout. And I started listening again to my inner wise person. So if you are like, huh? We all have an inner wise person. It could be called your inner GPS unit. It's, it's that part of you who knows what you should do, but you don't always want to listen. And my inner, wise, my inner wise lady had been trying to get my attention for a while. She'd given me nudges and shoves and finally loss of a paycheck, which was significant. That was enough to get my attention. So it felt like I'd blinked, opened my eyes again, and everything looked different. This, this, like my priorities began to shift. I saw that making money was not everything. We were fine with less. I started thinking outside the box. Like, what could I do for money besides medicine? If I ever had to leave medicine, could I do medicine online? I started teaching yoga online and doing yoga online. And I reached out to two amazing PAs in other parts of the country who were working with burned out PAs. So they let me help coach other people who were in my shoes. I decided to write a book, which is still a slow work in progress. I began to write children's stories. I wrote essays about being a mom during the pandemic. And I'd always loved podcasts, but I started thinking maybe I should start a podcast. So I ordered the, the microphone and the headphones and I thought, well, I don't have to publish it. I'll just like play around with this kind of stuff. But another nudge happened. And this was, I joined an accountability group for one of my favorite podcasters. So she encouraged um, anybody who wanted to, to join up and we would find groups based on when we wanted to meet. And when we met the first time, it was, there were probably 15 of us. It was way too much to have a conversation or talk about our goals. But the next meeting, I think there were only four of us. So it slowly whittled down to just the four of us. And we met about one or two times over a month. I mean, one or two times a month for over a year now. One of the ladies lives in Hawaii and she wanted to be a business coach for entrepreneurs, like new people, new entrepreneurs. And she said, Hope, would you be willing to let me coach you? And I was like, what? I don't have a business and I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a PA. That's what I do. But she's like, well, you've talked about wanting to start a podcast. So you're going to have listeners. Listeners are kind of like clients or, you know, just let me let me do it. So I said, yes. And that's how I ended up hitting publish on the podcast. I had a couple of episodes I'd done with friends. And while I was on the phone with this coach, she's like, okay, hit publish. And I'm like, no, but I did it. I did it scared and I did it messy. But the point is I did it. And I listened to that nudge. Um, this was all last summer. So August was approaching and I'd planned on Going back to work, I already had in my schedule, like patients were scheduled. 
like every day, full schedule. Um, and the kids were set to go back to school the same day I was starting back, except they didn't. So if you'll recall, fall of last year was when like schools either got majorly delayed or, or switched to virtual mine. In, in my case, it was both. Um, but my coworkers were like drowning with having to see my patients and two other providers' patients who were also out on furlough. So my work ethic was, you know, pulled me back to work despite me feeling like, I don't know, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but we needed money too. Um, and I was surprised when I went back, it was fine. I actually enjoyed getting dressed every day, like putting on some makeup, feeling like I was needed and appreciated and I had somewhere to be, I had something to do. It was all well-defined and I didn't have to think about it. And I thought, hope you were just being dramatic. It is fine. Your patients are glad to see you. You're part of a team. You're glad to be there and you're making money. And I had to admit, like not having to watch my bank account was a big relief. I love having somebody clean my house twice a month. And that is something I <laughs> treated myself to when I started back working. And then we also had to hire a nanny because the kids were home alone doing virtual school. But it's like I forgot who I was again. I turned off the channel to my inner wise person. I stopped listening. And well, I stopped listening, but there was this thing. I'd started this podcast and every week I'd interview women and the women came to me sort of out of the blue, some of them. I mean, these were women in different parts of the world and country, and I didn't know them, but somebody would tell somebody else that they should be on my podcast and I'd start interviewing them. And it was like, they were each offering bits of wisdom and advice that felt like it was for me. It's for all of you too, but it felt very personal at times. And it was kind of like when you're talking to somebody on the phone and you think you hung up, but you didn't. And you hear this tiny little voice and you look around and you're not sure where it's coming from, but you can hear this little voice. And for me, it was like that when I was interviewing these women, I, I started noticing something. It was like they were my inner wise woman each giving me little nuggets of wisdom. And I started feeling these nudges. So a few months went by, 2021 was right around the corner. I took a big step and decided if they'll let me work three days a week, then I would have two days a week that I could, I'd still have to be in charge of virtual school, but I would have more time to write, work on creative stuff. Now, no other PA or doctor at my office worked three days a week. So I was fully expecting them to say no, but they let me y'all. So that was like a sign, you know, I took a step and it, it was confirmed that that was like what I needed to do. So I felt like I was on cloud nine again. I had these two days off a week. So spring rolled around and I should have, I kept saying, you should be happy, Hope. You're only working three days a week. That kept circulating in my head. You have a good salary. You're making money. You can save money for the kids' college. This is a good career, Hope. Like this voice in my head was just blah, 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 blah. Every time I would identify this growing discontent within me. So this would go on. Like at least once a week, I would have this internal argument with myself. I'd go to work, I'd see patients, and something felt off. 
I was not unhappy and I was happy in the room. I felt like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But there was this dis-ease, this discomfort. And what had always filled me up, which was seeing patients and helping them and feeling like I was making a difference, it didn't fill me up in the same way. In fact, I started feeling depleted. Like when I would get home in the evenings, I would feel drained. Um, and my migraines have always sort of been my barometer for my inner dis-ease. And they really ramped up. And I thought, okay, something is up. Like it is not normal to have two or three migraines a week. My husband also saw it before I did. And sometimes that's a close. Those around us will notice it and admit it before we admit it to ourselves. My daughter said that I sighed all the time. <laughs> I did. I had a, a snappish attitude. I could bite their heads off about anything. I would get really blue and depressed on Sundays. I've always arrived at work early and I started getting there at the last minute. I started finding an excuse to leave during lunch and then come back right before my patient showed up. So these were all ways my inner wise woman was trying to speak to me. So did I listen? Not yet. I did what any overachiever would do. I exercised harder. I signed up for more stuff. I thought, okay, well, maybe I need something to put the spark back into medicine. So I'll sign up for this functional medicine course, which was so intense. I mean, it took 12 to 15 hours a week out of my week. And it was fascinating, but it started making me realize like, I don't know if I want to continue in medicine. I don't, I just didn't know. Or I wasn't ready to admit it. So I just tried harder, but then I felt more burned out and more depleted. We took a two-week vacation this summer and I was thinking, this will be it. This will cure me. Then I'll go back uh, refreshed, which y'all know if you've been burned out, that doesn't happen. Started looking for ways I could control stuff. Like this is... Um, a random thing that I don't know why I started doing it, but I decided I should count calories. I should be really aware of what I'm putting into my mouth and I'm not overweight. So I don't really need to count calories, but it's like I wanted control over something. So one day I was sitting on my front porch steps eating lunch and my husband walked outside and he said, so when are you going to quit your job? I know you don't want to be doing this 10 years from now. So why are you staying? Why don't you leave? And I was like, what? Because I thought this was sort of my little secret. And my husband is so responsible. He's so he's such a fiscally responsible man that for him to talk about me quitting was like huge. And I'm, I earn more than him. So this would be a big financial hit to our income. Like two thirds of our income would be gone. So I just felt this huge relief. Um, I mean, y'all, it was just such a relief. That's, that's the way it felt, a weight off my shoulders. But I was still too nervous to really entertain the idea. So I tried to brush him off. And I remember saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. It is fine, Chase. It's a good place to work. And my patients like me. And, you know, you can tell when somebody means it and when they're just saying it's fine. 
And he wasn't going to let me get off that easy. He said, hope you're burned out and you're ready to try something else. And then this was the kicker. He said, what if there's another PA out there who needs your job, who's meant to take your job and could possibly better serve your patients than you right now? So I told him I'd think about it. The next day, I got a text that we were having our first ever provider retreat for a couple of, um, I mean, for like a whole weekend, and it was going to take place a couple of months later. And I was like, crap, if I'm thinking about leaving, like, I can't go on this provider retreat. I don't deserve it. I don't, I don't, didn't feel like a team player because I was thinking about leaving. So I had this huge guilt. Um, But my therapist said, Hope, if you're still working there, you're still part of the team. Why don't you go and you just see what happens? So I agreed to go. And I think I knew I was going to quit, but I didn't have an end date in mind. We hadn't done a budget and it was easier just to not think about it. And after my husband gave me that um, permission to leave and sort of helped me realize that that was a possibility. It took so much of the pressure off that I, I was sort of, um, that buoyed me for a while. I was just sort of floating along like, you know what? I don't have to quit, but if I want to quit, I could quit. So that was sort of um, what I was thinking. Um, and then also, ironically, I got a, I got asked to talk on burnout, like do a whole little presentation on burnout. I don't think they knew I was burned out, but they knew I was sort of passionate about it. So here's what it felt like. It felt like I was pregnant and I was birthing something new, but I was still early enough in the pregnancy that I was hiding it. Like nobody knew, or at least I thought nobody knew. So I went to the retreat and for about 24 hours, I thought, I think I'll stay. This is like the best job, the nicest people. I mean, they took us, we were at a spa, so I'm sure, and we were drinking some, you know, nice drinks. So that could have been part of it, but I really do enjoy my coworkers. And so I thought, I hope you would be so stupid to quit this job. But in the back of my mind, I knew, and this pull was like a magnetic energy force to go back to the birthing analogy. It was like, I was trying not to birth this thing, but it was coming whether I wanted it to or not. The pain of trying to ignore it was getting to be too much though. Like I was not sleeping, waking up at one or two in the morning and just staying awake tight with anxiety. I felt like there was a weight on my chest, my migraines ramped up. And then in functional medicine, you know, I'm studying this. And every time we had lectures on stress and cortisol and how bad it was for the body, I knew, I knew I was pumping out cortisol, which is a stress hormone because I was fighting this thing. But the weird thing was, I wasn't sure what this thing was. I mean, I had ideas. I knew that um, I I didn't really want to make a living podcasting, like sitting behind a microphone and doing that eight hours a day. But I did know that I liked helping women live their best lives. I loved helping women get clarity on what they're here on earth for and to take steps towards doing it. And meanwhile, 
being in functional medicine, like these taking these classes made it harder and harder to practice conventional medicine. So I felt so torn. Like I didn't want to quit and go work somewhere else in internal medicine or functional medicine, but I felt so restless with my current way of doing things. I wanted to talk to patients about wellness, but we have such a short time span to do it. And that's not my job. I mean, and it's not that it's not my job, but in dermatology, patients don't necessarily want to hear all about diet and exercise. Some do, and I would gladly share the information, but I was not going to be ordering weird stool tests or prescribing supplements or anything like that. So I started, I prayed, I meditated. I went on silent retreats. I journaled like I knew how to do the work and I started doing it. And I, this is another thing. I, I signed up for a life coaching program. So I'd already done a little coaching, but I went to the Martha Beck website because I was reading a book that she had just released. And I'd come across this coaching program probably seven years earlier and thought about doing it. I looked back at my emails to see when it was. And it was years earlier that I was thinking about it. But at the time, I thought, I don't have the time or the money. And who do I think I am like life coaching somebody? But this time when I looked at it, it clicked and my inner wise person like started jumping up and down and saying, yes, 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 do this, do this, do this. So I thought, okay, how I've thought about quitting my job. This course is expensive. How am I going to do it? And Chase came to the rescue again. So he said, all right, how much does it cost? Think about how much you earn. When were you thinking about quitting? And how much extra would you have to work to pay for this course? And that made it really real for me. So I started thinking, well, what, what month would I want to leave? And how much longer would I have to stay? So then the next thing that happened was sort of my aha moment. Because I was still thinking in the back of my head, like, I don't have to quit. I could technically do this life coaching thing. It's all virtual. I could do that. And I could work three days a week. And I was thinking I could do all the things. But one day I was leaving our um, satellite office, which is an hour from my home. And it's usually, it's on Mondays. It's usually my easy day. It's not easy because of the numbers. I have a full schedule. I see like 40 people, but it's usually retired people and they're all there for their skin checks. So they're happy to see me. I'm happy to see them. I've seen the same ones for about five years. So I enjoyed it, except I didn't, I felt miserable. It's so weird because I enjoyed each patient as I was in the room with them that day, but I felt so discontented inside. It's just, if you felt this way, you know what I'm talking about. So I get in my car and I was just out of sorts. It felt like I was wearing the same pair of shoes I'd always been wearing that had felt that had fit just fine, but now I was wearing them on the wrong feet and they just felt bad. So I get in my car and I start driving the hour back to my house. And usually this is prime podcast listening time, but my mind was just a tangled jumble, like thoughts just everywhere. So I turned off the, the podcast and I just rode in silence I was so out of sorts and I was thinking, what is wrong with me? And then all the shoulds, like you should be grateful. You should be happy. 
And so I'm just beating myself up and then I start crying and I'm driving down the road and I'm crying and I feel so guilty. And I also felt so ashamed of myself. Like I had a perfectly good job and this was a perfectly good day seeing perfectly nice patients. And I remember saying out loud, God, I don't know what to do, but it's, (laughs) this is funny as soon before the words even finished leaving my mouth, I knew the answer. It was, you know, I don't know that I heard a voice, but I felt it down to my core. Yes, you do. That was the answer I heard. Yes, you do know what to do. And I knew what the answer was. It had been there all along. I just hadn't wanted to accept it. I needed to quit my job. So the rest of the ride was a combination of like this relief for having finally accepted it and admitted it to myself. And also fear, just this gripping fear because my thoughts continued to run away with how scary would it be to have this conversation with my boss? Not because he's scary, but because I have this thing about disappointing or thinking that I'm disappointing people. And I also had all these um, thoughts running through my head about money and how it wasn't fair to my husband for him to keep working and um, have to work harder because I would be earning zero and what exactly was I going to do and there I was also embarrassed like I had this embarrassment about announcing that I was leaving a good job without knowing exactly what I was going to tell people I was doing my ego said are you going to tell people you're going to be a life coach yoga teacher writer like what are you what are you thinking But I kept reminding myself of my why. So if you're in this, if you're in this boat, then you have to do some deep work on what your why is, what's your intention. So my why is to wake women up to their soul's divine assignments. Like, what are you here for? And encourage them to start down that path. So here was my own path. And here I was taking my first step. Talking to my boss was hard, but I was honest and I told him I didn't have a clear plan, but God was pulling me towards something new and that the discomfort of staying was just wearing on me. I promised to stay until we could hire someone else. He surprised me when he said he was not surprised. I guess he'd known I was birthing something new. He knew how passionate I was about burnout and self-help and personal development. And he knew that I was signing up for this life coaching class. But what he said next blew my mind. He asked if I'd be interested in doing my coaching for our employees, for helping improve their lives in all areas of wellness, like mental health, physical health. And as we talked, I got more and more excited. I could still work with these people that I loved, but I would be the resident life and wellness coach. So y'all, I'd been prepared to quit and go without any income, but here was a chance to still stay at this place and make money. So it was like my baby was born. We hired two new providers and my schedule has already started shifting down. I'll work two days a week in uh, till January. And then I decided to still see patients one day a week starting next year. 
And it might, that may end up being too much, but I listened to my inner wise person and she agreed that it would be fine to still see patients one day a week, as long as I have time to take care of this new, new project, this new baby. My coworkers are excited. I'm excited. And I've already started doing a little coaching. So the whole point of this episode, this show is if you're feeling pulled or nudged or whatever in a new direction and you know who you are, but you find it terrifying and overwhelming, send me a DM. I would love to help you navigate how to discern your next right step. And if you've already taken a big leap and you're walking down a new path that feels more in alignment with who you are, I would love to talk to you, to ask you about your journey, maybe even interview you. So please reach out. You can find me at hopethepa.com or Instagram at hopethepa. Actually, it changed on Instagram to at Coach Hope Cook, C-O-O-K. See y'all later. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I would also love it if you would leave a review on Apple iTunes. That helps me reach more people. So please do it. And lastly, if you want more of what you heard today, you can go on over to my website at hopethepa.com. And I have created this little amazing free ebook called Your Guide to Hacking the Life Machine. And you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. It has lots of yummy things in it. All right, y'all take care and I will see you next week.